what are the hottest trends from the Consumer Electronics Show in Vegas? I have your answers live from the city of sin, plus the hottest deals to kick off your new year and your money questions answered. This is the Deal Guy Podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome to my hotel room in Las Vegas. Not creepy, but don't worry, there's absolutely nothing happening here other than me hooking up a microphone, working around the clock to upload content of what I've been able to capture at CES 2019. If you've never heard of me before, me in general, and you're wondering, what is going on? Why would I want to be in a hotel room with this guy? I totally respect that. I'm a professional deal hunter. I'm also a YouTube unboxer, and I work for television stations across the country. So you might have seen me on your local CBS, ABC, or NBC TV stations, and I also host live programming for Amazon. So it's been an amazing start for the Consumer Electronics Show folks that have been able to make their way past the crowds and the body checking. I'm going to be your eyes and ears this year for CES. I'm also going to discuss some great savings and some trends. And my goal with this podcast, in addition to getting some of your money questions answered, is to make CES accessible. In addition to telling you about the talking cars and robots, there, there is something about CES where it actually affects all of our bottom lines and our pocket and how we relate to the world around us. And I'm going to try and pick up on those trends because my big thing is saving the hardworking men and women listening as much money as humanly possible. That is what I do as a professional bargain hunter. Quick little bit about me, and then we're going to go right into this. I developed an algorithm almost two decades ago when I was working for USA Today Travel to try and spot price discrepancies in airline ticketing. So, for example, if there was a $5,000 business class ticket that was incorrectly positioned on a website as 50 bucks for that half a second before a human being was able to correct the error, I had an algorithm that was supposedly trying to... De- cipher those errors and bring them to the consumer. My algorithm really didn't work that well for air travel, but it worked incredibly well for sales and consumer products and personal finance. And I was able to identify patterns that I plug into a spreadsheet and then I I hunt down deals for people around the country. So all of the items that I'm going to tell you about at the Consumer Electronics Show are items that you can either buy or soon obtain. And I'm going to tell you how to get that. So Big thing, first thing first, what is the Consumer Electronics Show? It is the largest technology convention, which is in Las Vegas. I am live there right now. This is actually being pre-recorded from a hotel room, as I mentioned, but but I I have been live. (laughs) I've been doing YouTube lives. And if you are listening or hearing this after the fact, just head over to youtubedeals.com. There you can find a lot of what I'm doing this year and then also some great ways to save money. So... Uh, Big thing first, let's just start with what I've seen on day one and two. Uh, Let's start with Samsung. Samsung showing off a ton of new televisions. Uh, They have a 75-inch set which uses a new type of technology called micro-LED. That goes beyond the brightness of the OLEDs, the, the TV tech that we've seen around the Consumer Electronics Show has been amazing. And the reason I'm excited about that is this is actually going to make 4K televisions more affordable. If you guys noticed, last year I focused on 8K and 16K televisions. Not because we're all going to own 16K TVs. That's ridiculous, right? There are barely any local television stations, if any, that record or broadcast in 4K. There are some great 4K television channels and apps and things that we can enjoy in terms of streaming, including Netflix. But the reason 16K and 8K is important is that's going to make 4K even more inexpensive. This plays into some key timing, which we're going to talk about TVs for a moment and when to get the best deal in the TV. And then I'm going to jump right back in to all of that fun technology, the consumer electronics. So let's, let's quickly talk about TVs. Several years ago, 1080p 
was the technology that you kind of didn't want to own anymore because 4K had emerged and was available and obviously preceding that was 720 in terms of the resolution. The 4K televisions are now going to basically become the 1080. They're, they're going to become disposable. If you look at the prices of a 4K television right now, they're not only at their lowest, stores like Best Buy are continuously pumping out their exact same television deals that they had Black Friday all year because they can't move enough stock. And the reason this is significant to all the people listening, and by the way, I appreciate you listening, guys. Thank you, thank you, thank you for listening to or downloading or streaming this podcast. The Super Bowl television deals that kick off on January 21st, 2019 are going to bring more power and punch than they ever have before. If you've listened to me before, I always tell you that the best time of the year to buy a television is the week leading up to Black Friday. That is true. Black Friday as a whole has televisions that are just marked down for the occasion, built for the holiday, and they're not real TV reductions. Super Bowl and the big game have never really brought as many TV reductions, but this year with the CES technology timing... It is going to be a free-for-all as we kick off that week of January 21st. Quick reminder, if you are listening, do not buy a soundbar for the Super Bowl. Those drop Tuesday, January 29th. So they are what to buy and what not to buy. Okay. Uh, 8K television, as I mentioned, a, a really big thing. Uh, huge things at the Consumer Electronics Show tied to health tech and fitness tech. And, and, and you know what's really going to be cool? This is a completely disorganized podcast. As I talk about each of the items that are big at CES, I'm going to give you a deal for them. So I gave you deal dates for the TVs. We're going to talk about health tech, and I'm going to give you a really good set of deals for health and fitness tech, which will tie into what the hottest deals are to kick off this new year. So health tech and fitness tech are huge. In fact, at CES, there's an entire area that a lot of people don't go to, usually at the Sands, where you can find more technology that is accessible to the consumer than you will find in some of the main areas at the actual convention center. What can I tell you about that? Well, people are going beyond the Apple Watch. People are looking for completely inexpensive, affordable ways to track your steps, to your heart rate, to really anything else going on beside you. And there's some wonderful developments in technology that are allowing you to do that. And then also reduction in technology that's been around a couple of years. So let's quickly talk about fitness tech. Fitness tech being huge at CS this year means we're seeing some crazy reductions on things like uh, smart scales. So if you were to go to the website today, which is a really nice reduction for the Consumer Electronics Show, purewell.com, P-U-R hyphen W-E-L-L.com. So purewell.com, you're going to find a phenomenal body fat Bluetooth scale. Typically 100 bucks, then it was 80 and for CES week, it's reduced to $39.99 with free delivery. I happen to love this scale. I've reviewed and unboxed it on my YouTube channel. And the reason this is of significance to me is because the New Year's resolutions that many of us set are tied to some arbitrary number on a scale. Your body weight goes up and down based on sometimes how much sodium you consume over the course of the day. And many of us will base our next eating decision on some stupid number on a scale. That's a stupid scale. A smart scale, which allows you to track your progress or lack thereof, also has different sensors and takes into account things like your body mass index, your water weight, your visceral fat, and things to actually provide a better number where you can base your decisions. And I always say this, for my wife, that means she can have that third piece of pizza that she didn't think she could have. And having low self-confidence for an entire week based on a 4% increase on a scale might actually mean you got more muscle. If you've ever seen me before, I have no muscle. I am not a big fan of gyms, but I am a big fan of knowing what's going on with my body and getting this checkup every time I step onto a scale. 
And uh, that's because I'm a dad now. I, I have to care about my heart health and various other things. So this is a great deal at $39.99. The second fitness deal that I do want to pass along is tied to the Strive Fitness Tracker. If you go to dealparade.com, D-A-L-P-A-R-A-D-E.com, or you just simply look at my YouTube channel, youtubedeals.com, you're going to see something called the Strive Fusion. It is spelt S-T-R-I-I-V. And the reason I'm very excited about this, this is a phenomenal deal drop, also in honor of CES. $80 down to $34.99. You are saving $45 this week on a fitness tracker that will also track your sleep. It is an understated version of... uh, fitness tracker, kind of like a Fitbit. It's got a really nice screen, but unlike the Apple Watch and many of the other leading technologies, you can generally get battery life of up to seven days. This is great because you can get your incoming calls, your activity tracking, and your music, your voice controls. That's awesome. But instead of dishing out 400 bucks for a smartwatch or an Apple Watch or something along those lines, I'm telling you, $34.99 goes a long way. That again, dealparade.com. So those would be the, the favorite fitness deals. As we continue to move our way on to trends, the next trend, which I do want to talk about, are self-driving cars. That's a phenomenal thing at the Consumer Electronics Show every year. But I think this is particularly important because this year I am actually seeing what I believe is the implementation of self-driving cars within the next year or two where they will be using technology built into some mainstream vehicles. So what does this mean? Well, we all know what the Tesla does, or if you don't, it it has some wonderful self-driving technology tied to it. And we all know about those cars running around the Google campus and the things that we've seen. But there is a new technology that is going to be licensed to car makers like Nissan, Ford, some of your, your other favorite brands, Porsche, And the cars that we can't afford, which were the preceding brands that I mentioned. And this technology, which I'm seeing all over the place in terms of autonomous driving, is is going to allow a little bit more flexibility. Think of it almost as an enhanced version of autopilot or maybe an enhanced version of cruise control. I don't know if you know this, but there are vehicles that have an enhanced version of cruise control where your car can actually sense how far it is from the car in front of like let's take an example let's go to nissan the 2017 nissan sl the higher version of the nissan rogue the sl model has this in it where why do i know this because i i have this and my car was actually just totally uh, decimated by a driver that was on drugs and um, side-ended my car and basically parked himself inside my car 48 hours ago but this leads me to the technology that i want to talk about uh, we'll talk about my my vehicle issues. They've been so bad later on in this podcast if we have time. But anyhow, it has a an autonomous driving functionality tied to their basic cruise control where it senses how far it is and what distance it is from the car in front of it. So you set your cruise control, let's say, to uh, 80 miles per hour. And then when the car gets too close to the car in front of it, it slows down. It actually paces itself and you can determine what type of spacing you want between the Rogue and then the vehicle in front of it. And that's great. So that would be one version of what is basically a borderline version of autonomous driving technology. Of course, you still have to hold the wheel. The version that I'm seeing at CES this year, which has become a showcase for self-driving cars, uh, is tied to something called LiDAR, uh, which is self-driving technology that is being licensed to brands where the cruise control functionality that I'm seeing and I'm speaking to people about will actually be a car that can keep itself centered 
and paced out from the vehicle in front of it. And this is a, like a technology that's going to be unveiled and standard in most higher end models of all sorts of vehicle makers in 2020. So we're in 2019 now, but this will be in Fords, this will be in different vehicles, and that that is very exciting. Of course, amidst all this, we are seeing self-flying passenger drones as a, a little bit of a, a phenomenon at CS this year. Air taxi companies, we're seeing a lot of those as well, have gone up to many of those, and, and that is interesting. But um, I think that is that is tied to what I can actually now dispense is car buying advice. If you are into new technology, you do not want to buy a lease a vehicle this year. We're on the peripheral of especially autonomous technology being poured into some new vehicles next year. So if you can wait, awesome. But if you are looking for the best time to buy a car because you don't care about this new technology, you want to treat this kind of like the TV example I gave you where the 8Ks are being pumped out and the 4Ks are being reduced, it will be a phenomenal time to start buying vehicles this coming summer. That's where we're going to see the, the, the change over for a lot of these vehicles with the new technology being rolled out in the fall. So there you are, car buying advice and self-driving cars. Very exciting. By the way, if you made it this far into the podcast, I'm very happy to have you here, and thank you. Next trend. Uh, we are seeing netbooks take over the consumer electronics show. It was the year of the tablet two years ago. This year, it is all about mobile computing. This is kind of what has, has bothered me. I don't like that so many people will buy an iPad or a Surface for the sake of being connected to a cell phone company because they need the connectivity on the go. It's absurd, right? You've these, these iPad pros and these iPads that since actually the creation of the iPad where you had to pay a monthly fee to keep your device connected or you have to buy a Wi-Fi version. Why the heck are people not doing that in laptops? Why is that not standard? And I think this year we're, we're actually seeing more of that. There is going to be a focus on laptops that are basically treated as tablets where they you can subscribe independently to a plan and they are they do connect to LTE services and of course there's been some talk on Apple doing some type of mobile chip with a MacBook in 2020 again this is not anything we're expected to see this year but that is big USB is dead USB C was everywhere wired charging was dead wireless charging everywhere at the consumer electronics show this year so that's been interesting 5G is a huge focus of CS 2019, and that is of particular interest to me because we are finally going to see upload and download speeds on our cell phones, very similar to a decent wired Ethernet connection that you would be getting from your smartphone, uh, pardon me, that you would be getting from your internet provider rather than your smartphone. So um, being able to turn your phone basically into a, a functional Wi-Fi spot or modem finally for people that do sizable uploads on the go, for me as a YouTuber, that is something. That That is uh, one thing that I definitely wanted to take into account. A uh, couple of other quick things that we are seeing at the Consumer Electronics Show that I think are important trends. Uh, first thing, here we go. Last year, there was a huge focus on the smart home. This year, the CES takeaway message is the connected village. And what, what that is, is last year we saw an independent focus on smart products. So for example... A smart TV, great. Smart dryer, excellent. Some type of pitcher this year where you pour your drink and it makes tea while it's pouring it instantly and the hot water is hot and the tea comes out, great. Then that's Bluetooth and that's Wi-Fi, awesome. But the focus this year is that all of the products, regardless of whether or not they're Apple, Android, Amazon, Google, talk to one another. And that's what the smart village is. 
It's all fine and dandy to have a smart washer that will notify your smartphone when your clothing is done. Great. But what if we could connect that to a Google Home or a Siri device or the Alexa-enabled devices that are flying off shelves across the country because Amazon's just continuously dropping prices to really try and dominate the home market? If all of these devices talk to each other, we have a more harmonious home. And with these devices working in unison, our, our cameras, our devices, everything else that we want allow for a more fluid communication from one device to the next. And that is such a focus of CES this year. So yes, the talking car is awesome. The AI, which is, by the way, the artificial intelligence and the, the virtual reality systems. Are, this year, there's such a focus on accessibility. Yes, there's always a focus on adult film and crazy types of things where you see all these businessmen in suits standing around and watching naked people have sex through their VR headsets. That's actually a thing at CES. It's it's really strange. <laughs> like, whoa, there's people walking by them with baby strollers and this. Smart baby strollers, I should mention. But it was very refreshing to see a, a type of technology where the virtual reality is actually being used to help people with disabilities or those living with accessibility issues. So that was a focus. Uh, very cool. Uh, a couple of cool things that have stood out that I was very excited to see. A lot of wearable technology, glasses that have some type of VR element or AI built in to try and help people. That was very cool. And um, I read, where was this? Um, an inflatable helmet. I didn't actually see it. Uh, Helite, I, I, I still have to go see this, but an inflatable helmet, which was which was very interesting. And then I read one of the other trends, and I didn't get around to see this yet because I spent a lot of extra time in the moving tunnel television, is a watch that can take an electrocardiogram at any time. It was a Withings tech blood pressure monitor, but it's called the BPM Core. I haven't seen this yet. I was, I'm actually at the Consumer Electronics Show with Dr. Derek. I, I partner with him on content sometimes because he's a guy that knows exactly how this all works, and, and he was talking about this. Uh, but this will be able to detect things like any regular heartbeat, valvular heart disease. So he was he was very excited about that. We are also seeing, which is very cool, AI skincare this year. This, uh, this is this is really weird, but something called Lumini, and it snaps a picture of your face and then can tell you whether or not you have hyperpigmentation, combination skin, what type of mask you should use. So that that's actually technology out this year. That That is interesting. Uh, so that was cool. And then we did see, and I'm going to tie this to a deal right now because I love deals if I have not mentioned, that with a lot of the focus on 5G, we're seeing some ways to eliminate dead spots and bring faster Wi-Fi speeds to homes. Now, what does this mean for you? Yes, D-Link has some type of 5G enhanced modem replacement thing <laughs> i know that's not technical but it's just it's got so many words in it where you, you can supposedly get speeds up to 40 times faster i've had a chance to use it awesome d-links make d-link makes great products but bear with me for a moment this means you're going to see a hugely awesome deal as we did the 8k to 4k example and then some of the other ones that i just mentioned where wireless Wi-Fi boosters and wireless repeaters are now seeing reductions like you wouldn't believe because they may have a technology that is a few months older. And I want to talk about a new generation Cordy, an X12 Wi-Fi range extender, which is reduced on the website intelishoppers.com, I-N-T-E-L-L-I-S-H-O-P-P-R-S.com. You can go to YouTubeDeals.com. 
And this is a dual band Wi-Fi repeater that I actually have a full unboxing video of on my YouTube channel where you get a Wi-Fi signal booster, but it also features wireless access points with four Ethernet antennas, which will extend your whole home, your garden, and it'll bring a faster speeds to you at a, at a greater distance. More importantly, if you have dead spots in your home right now, you are not happy with your Wi-Fi. I was almost able to quadruple my internet speed based on the areas of my home. So if you don't pay a visit to youtubedeals.com, I will explain my situation. I live in a three-story house. It's a very narrow vertical house. We have the office on the top floor, which is one layer above the bedroom. I live in Toronto, by the way. And we can never get internet up there. The Amazon Alexa devices barely work. And we have a, our wireless printer up there because that's where the office is. And it's it's just brutal trying to print. So for me, with the router positioned on the main floor of our home, and I use a TV studio in my basement, which is where I broadcast from for national television, believe it or not, I need good wired upload speeds, but I also am heavily dependent upon Wi-Fi. I am telling you right now, watch the unboxing if you have a chance to see it, but I went from having no signal on the top floor of my house to putting this Wi-Fi range extender from Cordeon on the... the Second floor of the house where the bedroom is. So again, we've got the basement level, the first floor where the dining room is, and the kitchen. The second floor where the bedroom for my wife is and our daughter down the hall. We put the Wi-Fi extender on there and then one floor above where we sleep where there's another bedroom slash office. We put this Wi-Fi range extender where I was never able to get anything up there on the third floor of the house. And I went from what might have on a good day been five megabits a second download to 40 and an amazing upload speed. And that is thanks to this dual band X12 Wi-Fi range extender. I've done so many unboxings and tests on different range extenders. And this $100 product down to $49.99 is an amazing deal. If you live in a small house, big house, you just want to limit it. Wi-Fi interference and slow speeds. This is your key to getting it done. So I am such a fan of that deal as we talk about the trends of the Consumer Electronics Show 2019. And that's just getting started. Yes, there are some other interesting things that may not be of interest to you. But flying taxis is a thing. I believe the company is Bell Helicopter. And they have discussed and are showing their flying car type approach to an Uber helicopter situation. They are not the only company in the world working on this, but this is uh, this is something. And I love a good helicopter ride. I don't know if you know this, but I'm actually in the midst of completing a pilot license. Not necessarily for helicopters, but I just thought I would throw that in. Now that we've talked about cars, I'm going to briefly tell you about all of the bad luck tied to my vehicles. And then I'm going to quickly answer some cash questions. So first things first. The worst car incident I had was when I bought a brand new vehicle. And I took it off the dealership lot. And as I was driving it off the dealership lot, I was hit, completely rear-ended by a teenager who was texting and driving. I was fine. She was fine. The vehicle was not. I was very upset about that. That was like six or $7,000 worth of damage. And I never got to enjoy the smell of new paint. Or the new car, I should say. All, all I got to smell was the whole smell you get after your car is damaged and put through an auto body shop. So that was not fun. Few years pass by, we're good. Uh, next car issue I have, my car's parked in front of the house. We have a driveway, but it fits one car, so we have a street permit for the other vehicle. And my vehicle was, I believe the driver might have been drunk. I'm not really quite sure. Nissan Rogue, 2017, brand new, decimated from the back side of the car where the driver decided to basically hit it and then take off and it caused seven or ten thousand dollars worth of damage that was a new insurance provider because that was when i moved back from the states after being in the states for 12 years to toronto and i had a new insurance 
company and I had to put in a claim and I was a no fault claim, but I still had to pay a deductible. And it was really embarrassing because I had no proof anyone did it. And unfortunately the cameras outside our house were not positioned correctly. So we caught that. Now I have a dash cam, which is one of my deals as well. But anyhow, that was fine. Uh, so that was, that was the back half of the car. And then 48 hours ago, a driver who has a criminal record of drugs. I don't know what this individual might have been on at the time of the accident, basically parked inside my car. And I've been told my car is likely a total loss. I hope it is because I do not want, this is the same vehicle that was already pounded by $10,000 worth of damage. I don't want another $15,000 repair or $12,000 repair because I'm worried about my alignment and the fact that I transport my baby in here. But here's the, here's the one thing where it just shows us how cars are really unimportant, whether they fly or not. My baby was in that car 20 minutes before it was hit. We were out of the car. We were totally fine. It was parked. And then my car hit the car in front of it while it was parked from the impact of this accident. But that really just, I think, puts life into perspective. So those are my car stories. I would like to know yours. <laughs> I'm sure there are people listening like, you, this is not that bad. You had this or you had that. And I, again, obviously, if you've actually been in a car accident, I, I have been fortunate. Uh, nothing was ever serious. And these last two accidents of the three that I just described were were two parked vehicles. But um, obviously, if you know anyone who's been in a car accident or you've had one yourself, my heart goes out to you. I'm not making light of any of that. I am just merely telling you I've had some bad parked luck with cars and just some damage here and there because I do not seem to have good luck with vehicles. All right. A couple of quick money questions, and then I will tease ahead to what... Tease ahead is a TV term, but I guess everyone knows what that is. But it just we say on TV, what's the tease going out to the break? I'm going to quickly discuss some of my favorite products next week as we kick off the year because there are some great savings. Uh, and we're also going to discuss some kitchen items because coming out of the Consumer Electronics Show, there are a few of those. But uh, I got a, a couple of quick questions right now from... All right. Uh, actually, these I think are all YouTube subscribers. One of these people might be a podcast subscriber, but... Okay. Uh, where do we start? Uh, someone wants to know what is the best wireless charger for their new iPhone, but one of their... What does this say? Uh, this is from Megan. Megan. Megan says that her husband has an Android device. Okay, so my favorite deal is actually a mega wireless Q charger that I featured. YouTubedeals.com, you'll see it there. It's on sale right now, $25.99 down from $50. It's a fast wireless charger, and it's just got a really beautiful design to it. It's not overly sensitive. Some of the other chargers that I've tested have you need to put your device on them in such a precise way. It's, it's aggravating. This also is a built-in stand with a cooling fan. So in the event that your Samsung Galaxy S9, Note 8, S8, S8 Plus, S7, or your iPhone 10, 8, 8 Plus, XS, whatever it is you have, this will charge all the devices. But in the event they get hot, the cooling fan kicks in, which is a really nice deal. 50 bucks down to $25.99. So Megan, thank you for your question. The next person which question should i pick uh wanted to know when is the best time to <laughs> it's a weighted blanket question okay this is from bill bill would like to know when is the best time to buy a weighted blanket it was during the holiday season but the next day where we're going to see weighted blankets is leading into the valentine's day season february 6th so mark your calendars weighted blankets drop then i will feature them i would not buy before that they're going to undergo a bit of a markup and many of the weighted blankets being sold right now are pieces of junk all right this is a weird question. Someone wanted to know about the natural spray pain relief tied to, what is this? PCD. Okay. Uh, okay. I think this might be a cannabis 
based question, but uh, I do know the answer to this. Those dropped the last week of January. So I'll see if I can profile that deal. Kind of like a modern Ben Gay type situation. Uh, I will do more research on that, but those, those believe drop around the 24th or the 25th, which is worth knowing as well. And then uh, Angela. Angela is a mom who loves following me on social media. She did not say which form, but considering this is a YouTube question as well, I'm going to guess that she's a YouTube subscriber. And thank you for that, Angela. You wanted to know when is the best cookware deal of the year and how are cookware deals different from one to the next? I'll answer this question very quickly because I know that you guys are, are tight on time, but I think this is a, a quick thing that we can all benefit from. If you're looking for the best cast iron set you will ever own, that will drop January 22nd. And if you're looking for a, just a, a nice nonstick cookware set that isn't cast iron, February 1st. The one thing I will tell you right now, don't just grab any cookware special that you see, especially many of the nonstick coatings can rub off into your food over time. So can many of the, the aluminum. Like you do not want a cheap set of cookware. The nonstick coatings have been tied to bird flu and other types of diseases. And over time, that rubbing off into your food, you could essentially poison your family without knowing it. I know that's a bit of a drastic example, but don't just buy any cheap piece of cookware. Highly do not recommend that. I prefer many of the Italian cookware sets that I've featured and unboxed on my YouTube channel over some of the Made in China specials. I would highly recommend waiting if you can, and I will hook you up with the best deals. So those are the money questions, the trends at CES, uh, what not to buy, and coming up in next week's podcast, I'm going to provide a little bit more of a forecast to help your spending for the season. We are briefly going to touch on investments, but not not the real nitty-gritty type of investment situation that you're going to hear stock advice from. Sort of, I would say, modern-day implementation of what a good investment is and what a good investment is not. And I will hopefully be able to make this as accessible to the people who don't know anything about investments as well to the experts who are listening who know far more than I do. So uh, we'll be pleased to have you back. That's next week. Thank you so much for listening. A reminder, if you are able to like, rate, and share this podcast. Uh, sharing it obviously helps with the discoverability, but if you rate it, that just means other people can see it. I'm trying so hard to, to build an audience on this platform, which I'm so passionate, but so inexperienced. I want to become a better podcaster, and I know I will do that with more people listening, better money questions. The more people that listen, the more people that can feed off of each other's frugality. And we're kind of all in this as a family, big frugal family. So I, I figure the more people listening, the better I will become at this craft thanks to your feedback. So thank you. I'm going to continue at CES. You'll see some live uploads on my YouTube channel, youtubedeals.com. Happy savings. Happy start to your year. I love you guys. And I will speak to you next week. A reminder, I upload every Wednesday and you can find this podcast on your favorite podcast streaming services, including Spotify. I love you. Bye-bye.